Every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. Teaching, please appreciate SOJ. The best choir on the side of heaven. Thank you for your weekly ministrations. It's not easy. We ask us day in, day out, week in, week out to bless this house. Please appreciate them. They give a whole lot. God bless you all. Amen. Proverbs 29:18. Proverbs 29:18. The Bible says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. NIV says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who eats wisdom's instruction. God has given us a word for the year. In Psalms 115 verse 14, we still prayed it this morning. It says, I will increase you more and more you and your children. And God gave us that word for a reason. There is no word that God speaks that will go back to him void. There is no word that God speaks that will go back to him without fulfilling the purpose for which the word was sent. So when God gave us that word for the year, and as you know, in the month of July, we are revisiting the focus for the year. God gave that because he had things on his mind. It's not simply because every year in, the, in Nigeria, churches have their own theme for the year. It's not just about that. It is so that we are guided. It is so that we know what to pursue in this year. It is so that we know what to reach out for in this year. It is so that we know what is obtainable for us in this year. Hallelujah. So he gave us that word for a reason so that we will have direction. So that when we pray, we know what to pray for. So that when we plan, we know how to plan. We know what is obtainable, what we can hope for, what we can aim for. So that we don't cast off restraints. Chasing this at one time and then chasing the other the next minute. Because we are not guided. He gave us his word as a guide for us this year. Joshua 3, 4 says, Yet there shall be a space between you and it talking about the Ark of Covenant, about 2,000 cubits by measure. It says, Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way in which you must go. That you may know the way in which you must go. The Bible says there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end of it is destruction. So that is the essence of the word that God gives to us. He gives his word to us to lead us. Scripture says he knows the beginning from the end. Isaiah 46 chapter, chapter 46 verse 10. He declares the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, things that are not yet done. 
declares the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done pastor already said that this 2022 you have not walked through it before you have not seen the end of it before you have not seen the end of july in fact you have not seen the end of today but god has and that is why he made his word available that is why he gives us his word to lead us to help us because we do not know the end we do not know tomorrow but he does hallelujah so therefore the plans of god for you this year is more say the plans of god for me this year is more therefore i enter into more i enter into increase in the name of jesus christ proverbs 29 18 that's where i started from where there is no vision the people will perish where there is no goal in sight the people will perish where there is no end goal in mind people cast off restraint and behave just anyhow imagine not knowing let me use this as an example imagine not knowing that you have to lose weight imagine not knowing that you're overweight then you would not know to count calories check what you eat right you just live your life just like that but when there is a plan when there is a destination at the back of your mind when you look at yourself in the mirror for instance and say oh i am overweight i need to do something about this and then you go further to say why do i want to do something about this my weight issue and you say okay because i want to be more energetic I want to be able to be there for my children more. I don't want to be so tired. I don't, have, I don't want to be changing my wardrobe every other month. When you have those things laid down, then you will know to be able to walk towards a plan. You will be able to discipline yourself. You will be able to discipline yourself to walk towards what you want to achieve. And when we talk about discipline, a lot of people look at it like it is what... You shouldn't do. When in actual fact, when you look at it closely, you realize that discipline is what you should be doing. I don't want to be sleeping too much. That's a statement. Discipline will go ahead to say, from now on, I'll sleep by 11 p.m. every day and wake up by 6 a.m. Discipline. Discipline will say, I must study my Bible for at least 30 minutes by 9 p.m. to 9.30 or by 5.30 a.m. to 6 a.m. Discipline will say, I will read a book every month on so-so-so topic from now henceforth. So that is discipline. Discipline is not just what you will not do, what you want to stop doing. It is in fact more about what you must continue or what you must start to do from now henceforth now with no goal and no vision with no direction you will not know what to walk towards and then every day begins to look like yesterday every month begins to look like last month every year begins to look like last year that is not the plan of god for you that is not the will of god for you the will of god for you especially in this year 2022 is more and more hallelujah hallelujah god wants you to increase God wants you to increase greatly. God wants you to multiply. And in, in, not just in one area of your life, he wants you to multiply in every area of your life. So that every gift that he has given to you, every ability,
ability, every anointing that rests upon you finds expression in your lifetime. Last week, pastor spoke to us about the parable of the talents. Do you remember? One person was given five. The other person was given two. And the last person was given one. The one who was given five came back with ten. The one who was given two came back with four. And yet, the one who was given a single one came back with only one. You know, if it was the one that was given five that came back with only five, we would have said he was overwhelmed. Right? It was too much work for him. He was tired. Jesus, do you want to kill him? How will you give him five talents? But imagine, it was the one that had only one. He had just one thing to work on. He had just one thing to focus on. It was that same one that said that, this, my master, his problem is too much. Let me go and bury this thing somewhere. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he gave to them according to their abilities. That's where I'm going to. Some of you have ability for five. Some of you have ability for two. He has already given you the ability. So when he gave you the talent, when he called you to do that thing, when he gave you that assignment, or maybe you are in the middle of an assignment that God has given to you. You are working out at it and you are feeling like I might break. And then he's calling you again that my daughter, what of writing? I spoke to you about writing five years ago. You have not started. You already have the ability. Those of you who are multi-talented, you already have the ability. You have to make up your mind that every single thing that God has given to me, I will express it while on earth. They say the grave is rich. The grave is the richest place on earth because it's full of untapped potential. You have to say to yourself that I will die empty. I will die empty. That everything that God has given me, every ability that God has given me, every gifting, every grace will find expression. I will find them to flame in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't doubt yourself vehemently refuse to doubt yourself in fact for some of you it is an attack of the enemy on your life that self-doubt you start something and you can't go on or just before you start you see somebody that is doing it this person might have been doing it for 20 years and then you tell yourself i can't go on what is my voice my little voice to add to this field that is the attack of the enemy on you and today I break that chain. I break that bondage in the name of Jesus. I declare that you will arise and you will shine your light brightly in the name of Jesus. Every gift that is in your life, every ability begins to find expression right now in the name of Jesus. You will not be silenced in Jesus' name. Five years ago, I met a lady. Till today, she's the most brilliant writer I have come across extremely brilliant my god we exchanged mails and that was how i was introduced to her earlier this year i met her in fact when i met her i remember thinking that it cannot take this lady two years to be known worldwide it cannot she's too good in january i eventually met her in person before then we had been writing each other 
I eventually met her in person. And she said, I know you. Okay, where did you know me? You know, we, we spoke and then I realized who she was. I was screaming. That what an honor that I would actually meet you in person. You are so gifted. And I began to say, I've not come across your writings. I mean, where are they? She said to me, I'm not good enough. What? I was taken aback. She began to weep that I'm not good enough. I've tried often. I've tried over and over again to put something out there, a poem, a short story, anything, even if it's motivational, anything. I simply can't. So at some point, I decided to start a podcast. And my brain-mouth connection is so bad. I don't speak well. And so she was frustrated. You can imagine, she left a gift to try something else because she felt she wasn't good enough at that. And now she went to do what she is not now good at doing at all. So she was discouraged, of course, and she stopped and went into hiding. I knew immediately that this is the enemy. This is the devil. The enemy will not hold you back in the name of Jesus. So make up your mind. If the issue is self-doubt, that I just doubt myself. It won't be perfect. It, it won't be nice. It won't be the best. You have to make up your mind today to throw that aside and do the work that God has called you to do. Hallelujah. God will not judge you based on what you don't have. I hope you know that. What you have is what God will use to judge. Oh, God is fair. You can count on God to be fair. So while you are comparing yourself to somebody else, God is not seeing somebody else. The question of destiny, of purpose, is looking at you and you will have to answer him alone. So you cannot say that because Pastor Philip does, started it before me and he's doing it so well, that's why I decided that I cannot, you know, who am I? God is not looking at Pastor Philip when he's looking at you. When he's going to ask you questions about what you did with the giftings, He's not going to look at any other person. He's going to face you. And God is fair. The guy with the five talents, he came back with ten. The one with two talents, the one that God gave ability for two talents, he came back with, with four. What did Jesus Christ, what did God say to the two of them? Well done, good and faithful servant. You have come with ten. You have come with four. Both of you are good and faithful servants. There's a story that touches me so deeply. And every opportunity I have, I talk about it. It's from the Bible. The Bible says Jesus was in the temple while men came to drop their offerings in church. Some came with trucks. Some came with large checks. Some came with portfolios to drop their offering. In fact, some people had to hire people to help them carry what they are going to come and offer to God. And while Jesus watched, the Bible speaks about a widow who came in with a mite. I'm imagining that that mite is maybe 100 naira or 50 naira. But a little amount, the widow's mite, she came in with it. And while others were looking for space, you know, she just came and dropped her offering quietly and left. Jesus spoke to his disciples. He said, of everybody that has come here today, 
this woman gave the most. He says because those, the rest of them gave out of their abundance. But this woman gave out of her lack. She had nothing. But yet she deemed it fit to appear before God with something. No matter how small. Hallelujah. So God is fair. Are you following me this morning? So work with what you have. That's the point I'm trying to make. Work with what you have. Work with the little money you have. Work with the little people that are willing to help you. If it's just two people, if it's just one person, start with them. And if there is nobody that believes in you, you have to begin to thank your God. Because then nobody will be able to say that they were the ones that lifted you. Then you have to now focus on God and say, I have no one but you. So whatever it is that you have, start with it. You have yourself, start with it. You have a friend that is willing to help, start with it. You have 10,000, start with it. If somebody is willing to give you a million, start with it. Do not wait around in this season of more because there is work on your hand to do. You cannot wait. You cannot not move. You cannot bury your talent. You have to work with it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So to get into the increase in this season of more and more. To get into the increase that God has in mind for you. To get into the plans that God has in mind for you. In this season of more and more. Number one, you must position yourself as a covenant child. You must position yourself as a covenant child. We are covenant people. We are not ordinary people. You have to live your life with that, you know, with that fact deeply ingrained in you. You have to not forget. You have to remind yourself every day in your workplace, in your business place, when you go to exercise. You have to remind yourself that you are a child of covenant. You are a person of covenant. God is even trying to tell you something everywhere. You are about to order a boat. You have to live with the consciousness that I am God's own. I am God's child. So this blessing that I have, what is God's plan with it? What is God's plan for it? This contract that I want, what is God's intention? For making it come to me when 50 other people were bidding. This job that I got, what is God's plan? Who does God want me to meet there? Who does God want to send me to there? What problem does God want me to solve at this place that I am going to? Are you following me? So we are covenant people. And everything God gives to us, everything God exposes us to, is for the sake of of the covenant Deuteronomy 8 18 are you opening your Bibles Deuteronomy 8 18 but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth you will remember the Lord your God number one because he is the one that gives you power to make wealth and the reason why he's giving you power to get wealth is that he may establish his covenant, which is swore, which is swear, what's the word? Which is swore unto your fathers. 
Hallelujah. He's giving you power to make wealth, to establish his covenant. When he gives you increase on every side, when it causes your name to be mentioned in places that you yourself, you cannot even go on your own. It is so that to establish his covenant. Kingdom first. Kingdom always. The Bible says we should seek first above all things. Above all, all pleasure. Above gifts. Even spiritual gifts. We should seek first. Above seeking a spouse, seeking husband, seeking boyfriend or girlfriend. We must seek first the kingdom of God. Because that is paramount. That is priority. And it is only then that every other thing will be added. Hallelujah. So God is increasing you to establish his covenant. To establish his kingdom. To establish his will on earth. He made a covenant to Abraham in Genesis. Genesis 17 verse 1 to 2. God told Abraham when he was 90 years, 99 years, the Bible says God appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. In verse 2 it says, and I will make my covenant between me and you and I will multiply you exceedingly. That is the covenant. God will multiply you exceedingly in the name of Jesus. God will multiply your ministry exceedingly in the name of Jesus. He will multiply your business exceedingly in the name of Jesus. So he says to Abraham, I will multiply you exceedingly and I will make you exceedingly fruitful. And I will make nations out of you. And kings will come out of you. Kings will come out of you. That's the promise he made to Abraham. And that is the same covenant that we are talking about today. The same covenant that he made with Abraham flows down to us. It is ours to enjoy. Because Galatians 3... 29 tells us Galatians 3 29 it says if you are in Christ then you are Abraham's seed if you are in Christ Jesus you are Abraham's seed and therefore you are an heir to the promise if you are Abraham's seed if you are in Christ you are Abraham's seed and then you are heir to the covenant hallelujah so this promise is for those of the household of faith. It's for those that are in Christ. Some people believe that the Israelites are the one really enjoying all of these blessings. But it is not true. It isn't true. It is for those who are in Christ. For goodness sake. Israel is even a grandchild to Abraham. Do you know that? This covenant we are speaking about was given to Abraham. And the Bible says that those that are in Christ, we are heirs to this covenant. So forget it. If someone tries to tell you it is the Israelites, you tell them, I am an Abrahamite. And the covenant belongs to me. The covenant belongs to me. Hallelujah. So you have to live conscious of it. 
You have to live conscious of that exalted position that God has placed you in. If you are not conscious on it, you will mess yourself up. You would not know what you should demand. You would not even know what is yours. So live conscious of the fact that you are a child of covenant. Hallelujah. Number two. What you have to make sure you are doing in this season to get the increase, to get the more and more that God has promised you. Number two is position yourself in the word of God. You must position yourself in the word of God. Hallelujah. You cannot do without the word as a Christian. You cannot survive. You cannot fight. You cannot speak boldly. You, you, in fact, you can do nothing as a Christian if you don't have the word of God in you. You know, God spoke to me specifically at a time in my life when I even felt that I'm reading my Bible now. That, you know, I'm reading my Bible more and more and I'm creating time to do this, you know, and I have like three translations that I open and I'm like feeling really spiritual about it. And God spoke to me. He said, for me, you've got to read the Bible. As in, he said, read. I wanted to now start arguing that God, can't you see the NLT translation on this side? The KJV in the middle. And the message Bible. A gift for my darling, Buchi. I will open the three at the same time. He said, can't you see these things? He said, eat the word. He said, because I cannot help you without the word. If I'm going to help you, I will help you by my word. If I'm going to heal you, I will heal you by my word. He says, if I want to comfort you, if I want to chastise you, if I want to lead you, I will do it all by my word. So the word of God must be in you. And no matter how much you know, you know pastor says this thing, that you cannot be fed on past uh, nutrition. You, you cannot gain from the food you ate two days ago. You cannot say, oh, I had a balanced diet on the first day of July. And so till next month, that's impossible. And that is exactly how it is with the word. Amen to Jesus. The word must be before you. You see, your flesh will fight you if you want to pray. But the devil himself will fight you if you want to study the word of God. I have found that it is easier for me to pray than to read my Bible. Is it not pray? We can be turning up and be praying. Do you know? You are turning, you are cutting vegetable. You are even giving it nice, nice shapes. I have Mande Braco Stellaria. Matala Brado Sekele Bruce Keteba. Setino pass me hoel. Masakala Brega de Badaba. Do you understand? You can even pray mindlessly, so to speak. And you will say that I have spoken, I've spoken in tongues today. But you cannot read the word like that. Frying fish and reading the Bible? No. It's not going to work. And so when you even now get time to sit down, I don't know if it has happened to you. You remember who is here and needs to be called and even prayed for. In your mind, you are still doing a spiritual activity. Sister, read your Bible. Then you remember the department you are leading in church. Have those people, have they gotten their uniforms ready for tomorrow's service? You pick up your phone and open WhatsApp. Hello guys, tomorrow is Sunday. Do you understand? The devil himself, himself fights you. 
and it is because he knows that it is in the word that you have power it is in the word that you fight your battles when the devil appeared tempted jesus on the mount how did jesus win by the word it is not by telling him do you know that i have the son of god no it's not by saying that do you know no 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 do you know that i am born again have you have you it's like you have not seen me casting out demons before it's like you have not counted my tithes for the past 10 years to know that i have not missed a dime now you shall be all those ones if you don't have the word of god in you through which you will fight temptations through which you will fight illnesses through which you will fight depression through which you will fight poverty and lack in your life that's where you will be so the word of god is non-negotiable the word of god is non-negotiable for a christian are you following me this morning read the word it is your first line of defense and without it you don't even know how to pray right Without it, you don't know the will of God. Without it, you are powerless. Hallelujah. The word of God gives you revelation. When you view yourself through the mirror of the word of God, you are transformed. You begin to see the real you. You begin to feel your power. You begin to get your confidence because you are looking at yourself through the word of God. It will not get to you. When somebody says something terrible or, you know, acts in a bad manner or someone tries to throw you that all of those things become secondary because you can see yourself in the word of God. You can hear the voice of your father in his word and you know who you are. That is how you know whose you are and who you are. Hallelujah. The word of God also gives you instruction tells you what to do it gives you expo this is how to play the game of life this is the person you must speak to this is the person you must leave alone and let them be behaving the way they are behaving do you understand these are things you must pursue these are things you must do at this time these are things you mustn't expend your energy on these are the things that the word of god will do for you the word of God will also give you direction. Remember when Pastor Paul Chu came? He said, you don't even necessarily have to be reading a scripture on healing for you to catch a revelation on healing in the word of God. You don't really have to be looking at how should I respond before something just comes to you. Something just jumps at you from the word of God. And that's it. You have the answer you have been waiting for. So the word of God directs you You've received revelation. You've received an instruction. And here now, the word of God will tell you exactly which way to go. Exactly how to go about what you have to do. So as a child of covenant, knowing fully well that covenant is between two people. And there are parties in the covenant with responsibilities. There is a part that you must play. You must find the word Hallelujah. You must search through the scriptures and find a word for yourself. Proverbs 4.20 says, 
20 to 22. It says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to their flesh. He says, it is health to their entire body. The word of God. It is life to those who find them. And it is flesh to their, to their entire body. Pastor will often say, if you find yourself deficient in a part of your life, it is most likely a word deficiency. You have not found a word. When I used to be so afraid about, um, about my finances, no matter how much I have, I overplan, I overthink, I just overthink. And I will often voice my fears to my husband that I, I don't want to run out of money. I don't, I don't want a situation where I will not be able to afford this. He said, go and gather every scripture you can find on blessings. You don't know it enough. You don't know what God has said concerning you in this area enough. You cannot lack. Have you not heard it? Have you not seen it? That young lions may lack, but not you, you cannot lack. Ha! He will say, go and look for it. Then I will gather like five, I will read them and go. Next week, I will still start again with those complaints. What if my money finishes? When is the house rent due? Wait, wait, wait. What of the children's school fees? Like, are you even the one paying? What's your business for me? So now I've committed myself to getting those scriptures. When I flip through my Bible, I've already marked everywhere that is prayer in my Bible. I like praying. I've marked everywhere that is prayer. Anywhere somebody prayed, said a prayer, I will mark it. But now I am looking out for promises. Now I'm looking out for the promises that God has made to me. Especially in the area of increase, my finances, my business. I pray them. I say those words over and over again. And it will become my reality. Hallelujah. So when you find the word, believe it. First, you search for the word. When you find the word, believe it. And how do you believe? The Bible says faith comes by hearing. You hear it over and over again. If you have to record the confessions, if you have to record the scriptures so that you can play it, if you have to play an online Bible, do it. All the word that comes to us from this pulpit Sunday in, Sunday out, Abba. Yourself, you know that your pastor can preach. Chebe, you know. Answer now. Ah, Pastor Philip, they preach. You know that he knows the word. You know that he knows how to join them together from Genesis to Leviticus. Even the book of Numbers, you will find something to quote there. The revelation of the words of Jesus, he can preach. You should listen to the sermons from the church over and over again. At least twice before the next Sunday. Eh? Pastor, we will, will not sleep. Saturday, Saturday stroke Sunday morning like this, no sleep. He's praying for you. Preparing a powerful sermon. Uh, um, waiting on God for a specific word for somebody. Then you will hear that word and say, Preach, Pastor, preach, Pastor. But you will not go back to it. Abba. From now henceforth, you make up your mind that you will go back to the sermons, listen to them again during the week. Because you can never hear it all on a Sunday like this. 
You can never hear it all in one sitting. While you are doing your laundry, commute time. What do you do on your way to work? What, what are you doing on your way to work? You have already booked boats. They put on AC for you. You are at the back. It's a 20 minutes drive or 25 minutes. Don't waste that time. Plug in your ears. Hear the word of God. Again. Pastor says not embelembe. Not every day. Oh no, no, no. Monday to Friday, my brother. Plug in your ears. If you just make up your mind that commute time in the morning when I'm going to work, I'm listening to the you will listen to it twice before the week ends. And the more of the word of God you have in you, the more you love the word, the more you long for it, the more you desire it. I thank God for God in my life, but when I just married my husband. I fought him over the word. Like, please, can we have some silence? Why are they always preaching at us? There has to be a sermon play. There has to be word. And then is we are even the few moments that he's not listening to the word, we are even trying to watch TV. Is he speaking in tongues? What did I now do, God? God, help me. Help me. He's carrying me to where I don't know. so immersed in the word and we see his outcomes I look at his life I want to tell you something this is not a sermon about pastor but in the 10 years it will be 10 years on the 1st of September right that we have been married thank you he has not as much as said what is wrong with you to me I cannot understand like in hunger, like we are having an argument, and like, what is wrong with you? Never, never. I can't, even me, I can't fathom it because even when you know that okay, this is fight now, I don't know, he's just going to say his side that hey, this is what I was trying to do, and I didn't mean it that way. As you know, if he vex, like. And this guy is a choleric to the core. Choleric people are known to be brash. And they don't have human feelings, so to speak. Do you get? But he has so worked with God. He has so prayed all of those tendencies away. He has read the Bible. He, as in, he is not like that at all. Very kind-hearted. Ah. See, the word of God is powerful. And when you meet a man that the word of God has entered him, and he has entered the word. The man that has dropped the flesh. Thank you, Lisa. The man that has dropped the flesh and has focused on Jesus, he will, he will be very different. Very different. Maybe tomorrow, Sha, because today is not for fight, Pastor. We'll not fight today. <laughs> today is not for arguments. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe I can try to provoke him. I will come back and tell you. If he now says something like, what is wrong with you? He cannot. I don't know how. He will not. Are you, as in people say to their spouses, are you, what? No, he doesn't. And so in our first year of marriage, when I came in with my, my own Agbero behavior, 
and I did it as for area. You know, you know all those things. I've told you people before. I came back area again. Oh, ah, ah. And the guy will be looking at me like, I love you. You have to change the way you are behaving. <laughs> See, after that one year, I say, no. Let me just be behaving like him. So now, me too. Amen? Amen. Give me a round of So believe the word and keep saying the word. Let it not be far from your lips. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let those who have been healed of the Lord say so. Let those who are blessed of the Lord say so. Don't keep quiet. Don't keep quiet at all. Keep the word at the tip of your lips. Say it. Say, I'm the excellency of many generations. Say, I am favored and I am loved. The Lord knows me. That song, oh, your enemy, I love that song, God. The Lord loves me. He knows my name. Seven billion people, but he knows my name. Say those things to yourself so that when you step out in the morning and somebody says, look at you. You look like monkey. You will know. You don't even have to respond. You will know that this one is blind. Do you understand? When somebody is spreading rumors about you, you will know that this one needs help. In fact, you will be so kind-hearted and so compassionate that you will be praying for them. That God will help you. All these your problems, God will take it away. You will find joy. You will be happy. Seriously. Hallelujah. Don't keep quiet about it. And lastly, obey the word. Amen to Jesus. Obey the word. You have to be obedient. Did someone catch that? Be what? I know I don't have to spell it out. Be. Yes. Yes. Be obedient. Because in Nigeria, we will smile again. Because our economy will be good again. How much is dollar? Be obedient in the name of Jesus. I even found a scripture that if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. And it is the good of the land that we are after. We want the good of this land. We will be obedient. Obey the word of the Lord. Job 36, 11 says, If they obey and serve him, they will spend the rest of their days in prosperity and their years in contentment. You will spend your days in prosperity when you obey what you are reading. So it's not enough now to find the word. It's not enough to say it. You must leave the word. And so when the Bible says, honor your mother and your father, right? You will take that word the way it is. Don't add to it. There's no exceptions. Except, uh, honor your father and your mother if they are perfect. No. It is simply honor your father and your mother. You take it like that. You will not be hiring your mother. It's as simple as that. You will not be issuing at your father. They are not perfect. Neither are you. And if you are like that, Seth, let me tell you, you already have a problem. Because that is not the disposition of somebody that will even do better. So if you think your mother is bad, 
because of that you are hyena I promise you you will be worse that is not the disposition of somebody that is seeking for help that's not the disposition of somebody that says oh my mom was terrible she didn't do these things right I don't want to turn out like that those kind of people that think that they will not be hiring their mother in this generation you will even upload whatsapp status to insult your parents so because you have the internet now you are no longer afraid of thinking evil you don't even stop there at the thoughts of evil you communicate it out there that your mother has a problem Gen Z, or what do they say? Obey the word of the Lord. If the Bible says, "Do not fornicate," don't look for don't look for another way. Don't say, "But he has proposed." They use ring to tie you down. Don't say he has done one small thing on your head. What thing? What is the thing? Don't simply flee, as the Bible says. When the Bible says, honor those who are in authority, honor all men, honor kings, let that be your disposition. Be trying. Be walking towards it. Do you understand? Obey the word of God. Hallelujah. Pastor, I believe I'm going to stop here. Even though I have one more point to cover, but time is fast spent. So I'm bringing my teaching to a close this morning. I hope you have been blessed. I hope the Lord has spoken to you. I hope you have caught a word today. May the word of the Lord liberate you in the name of Jesus. May he set you free in the name of Jesus. Every shackle of the enemy that is holding you down. The Lord is specifically talking to me about those that are experiencing self-doubts. It was so heavy in my mind all through my preparation. Self-doubts. Those of you that are doubting yourself, you are doubting your ability, you are doubting your calling, you are doubting your place, you are doubting your voice, you are doubting your place in God's agenda, in the scheme of things. You are wondering, little me, small me, short me, how will I hide my voice? How will I say these things? The Lord is breaking the yoke in the name of Jesus. The Lord is shutting down that contrary voice in the name of Jesus. Every thought that does not align with what God has in plan for you. There are battles that you are fighting within yourself. It's not that anybody is pushing you down. But you by yourself, you are feeling small. The Lord is breaking down those thoughts in the name of Jesus. You are free from now henceforth. Free to pursue your passions. Free to pursue your destiny in God. Free to pursue your purpose in the name of Jesus. In a few years from now, I speak to you as a mother that the Lord has made me in this house. Your light will shine brightly in the name of Jesus. I declare over you that kings and queens will come to the rising of your glory in the name of Jesus. Your name will travel round the world in the name of Jesus. Men will come to you. They will recognize the grace of God in your life and you will lead them to the God of Israel. In the name of Jesus Christ, give glory to God. Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5900.
You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.